honor in the midst of your adversaries. Great increase in the midst of impossibilities. I think it's time to stop just carrying books that challenge us and start carrying the cross that changes us. Amen, amen, amen. Father, we thank you today that our need of you, Lord, is very apparent. You have recognized that need, and we need to recognize that need. It is not a sign of weakness. It is a sign of reliance and dependence. So, Father, we thank you today that you have made yourself available to us on a very personal level on a very a personal time and, and relationship. God, I thank you that what comes with you is not only the things that you have in store for the eternities, but the things that you have for us in the present time. The daily things, Lord, that our life needs. And Father, we just want our hearts to be opened up this morning and our minds and our understanding be enlightened that we, God, can be positioned in our attitudes, in our heart. Lord, that you will position us even in a, a day activities where we need to be, Lord, so we can be in the place of the divine blessing of the Lord. I thank you for it and I bless you. I bless each one, each household, each individual. God, the variety of needs is many. But you said that you will take care of those needs on an individual basis. I thank you that the cross and the resurrection has affirmed the fact, Lord, that you want to give it. And so now I ask and pray that it will arrive at each household, at each home, Lord, at each individual's heart in life right on time father in the name of jesus christ we give you honor and glory we give you thanks and all the people said amen amen, amen. you may be seated i apologize for the voice that uh, is a little raspy today the uh you know coals uh, seem to have come visited our household and uh it isn't going to stay too long but it's here today, so uh, praise the Lord. Amen. God is so good. God is so wonderful. I want to just welcome everybody and just bless you and, and our visitors. And we just want God to, uh, we want you to feel God. God is not just an abstract thing. God is a real living person. That's why Jesus Christ came and, you know what I mean, to, to identify with us. There's a lot on my heart today, and, and I guess if I would, would, would uh, start out by saying, you know, the, my heart's desire and the ob- object of the lesson this morning, you know, is to get the blessing to your house. To get the blessing with, to your house. Peter said, he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. And it wants to arrive at your address. And yet there are divine connectors, both which God has initiated 
and divine connectors at which we also must initiate. My father-in-law used to say he didn't want to be at the airport when his ship came in. Sometimes we know our blessing is in store for us, but we're just in the wrong place. God wants to rearrange it so we're at the right place. Amen? God has a right place for the blessing for your life. The Apostle Paul wrote in the, the book of Ephesians, and as he talked to the believers, he, he said, I, I see your faith. I can witness your faith. So this morning I may not be talking to unbelievers, but if there would be unbelievers here, we're going to start your faith. But he said, you, I see your faith, and, and, and I even see the results of your faith, the good work. But he said, your, your sight is still not 2020. Your, 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 your vision and your comprehension, you know what I mean, is, is not at a level that uh, Christ has intended it to be. And so he prayed. He said, my prayer is that, that God would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of your calling. I mean, you know, we want to know why we're around. What are the riches of his glory, of his inheritance? In other words, what kind of investment has God got in your life and how he wants to multiply it? And then what is the exceeding greatness of his power? He said, we want you to capture that the resurrection power is, you know, there's more to it. You've experienced it. You're living in partial dimensions of it, but there's still more power because of the resurrection when he raised him from the dead. And and so... uh, Getting the blessing to your house. Getting the favor of God to arrive on a daily basis for you, for your family, for your business. Wherever your feet go. That's what he told Abraham. Wherever your feet goes, Said, I've got some favor for you there. Wherever you travel, the element of God is supposed to be covering our lives. And the word favor is is an approval. It's the word approval. It can be lost. It can be increased. It has a variety of aspects in our lives. When the favor begins to show up at your house and in your life, there's some things that it produces. It produces supernatural increase. Whenever favor arrives, 
I'm not talking about millionaires and billionaires and, you know, but everything about life just seems to have a, 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 a protective mechanism to it and, and an enriching element about it. You find a personal contentment. You, you have a, a, a God consciousness that just increases, produces supernatural increase. It, it produces promotion on various fields and arenas to get promotions. Great story of promotion is Joseph. What looked like was going to be a loss and, you know, and uh, gone forever. Ended up in promotion because favor was on his life. Produces restoration. We go through life and oftentimes, you know, life has its ill effects on us. It is true that bad things happen to good people. But God doesn't just turn a blind eye to it or a deaf ear to it. He said, I've got some favor for you. And I bring you some restoration. And the Israelites were in Egypt for 430 years and had spent all of those days working for nothing. Oh, they got some food, and they had some clothes, and, you know, the, just the necessities, but they hadn't been paid for their labor. And so when God began to decide the time was right to turn the tide and bring favor that he promised upon their life, they left with all kinds of past wages. Hallelujah. I was just reading in the newspaper that uh, uh, somewhere out east there, uh, been in the courts for 14 years about overtime. The fire department and the police department had worked overtime, and yet all the governors and all the rulers had fought they weren't going to pay you any overtime. And finally, the courts ruled and says, guess what? It's time for overtime to be paid. Well, so God says to Israel, it's time for, for favor, and he sends them out of that land. Favor is honor in the midst of, of your adversaries. Daniel experienced favor, the prince of the eunuchs. There's some connectors in his life that made that possible Great increase in the midst of, you know, impossibilities. When Israel was in Egypt and God began to turn the tide for them, all of Egypt was dark except in the land of Goshen where they are. See, God can make the sun shine on your lot even if it's darkness everywhere else. Favor begins to, you know, is not contingent upon the economics of humanity. Prominence and preferential treatment. Hallelujah. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Are you got any anticipations of maybe moving up 
I love the, the old song, I'm moving on up <laughs> to the east side. What was the name of that program? Anyway, there's some of you as old as I am in here, so you know what I'm, what I'm talking about. No, but Esther, Esther got, you know, privileged treatment. Yes, she did. Favor is when it's reversed to your advantage. It may look bleak. It may not, you know, seem like it's happening, but it's going to happen. The Hebrew children, it looked like the last day of their life. But out of their commitment, their dedication, and their stand for the Lord, it became the first day of a nation saying that God is the Lord. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Sometimes what God's got in mind, you know what I mean, is not just your deliverance, but changing the opinion of those that are around you. They don't believe in your God. And your miracle is intended not only to show his hand on your behalf, but to reveal himself on their behalf. And that's why you got to testify about it. That's why you got to talk about it. That's why you got to tell people about it. Look what the Lord has done. And favor is also when God fights for you. Jehoshaphat experienced an amazing time in his life when he didn't even have to draw a sword. Now, those are not, it's not always the case, but there are times when God says, you're just not going to have to fight. I'm just going to take care of it all. I like those. Amen? I love those. So I want to ask the question, whose headlines are you reading? What's capturing your attention and what is to be, you know, filling your mind? It's one thing to be informed. It's another thing to be influenced. So I'm going to give the Lord a praise. Hallelujah. It's one thing to be informed. It's another thing to be influenced. And the headlines that come from this book, the headlines that come from the Spirit of the Lord, the headlines of the promises of God, the headlines that he, when he launched the, the disciples into building the church, the thing he started out with, he says, guys, I want you to know that all power in heaven and earth is given unto me. You're not going in weakness, you're going in strength. All power. He's really trying to get them charged up and dependent and focused in the right direction. Go therefore into all the world. I mean, how many know that's a, that's a big order? That's a tall order. Don't have any planes. Boats are still moving with oars. Right? Absolutely. 
no radar. Tell you that a hurricane is coming. <laughs> Give you a chance to move out. Amen, Rose. Hallelujah. Becky and Andy are safe. Glory, yes, amen, hallelujah. But the fact of the matter is that you need to read the right, read the right paper, capture the right headlines. Because when you do, you will not approach life as being full of problems, but you will approach life as ha- being full of answers. I'm not just a positive thinker, I'm a believer. Hallelujah. And that affects my thinking. See, there's positive thinkers, but there's not, not, they're not necessary believers. Is your time spent with God? just filled with requests or is it spent in relationship? He invites us to make our requests but he also encourages us to just relate. It is not just his love for you It is also your love for him. Hallelujah. We get a great starting point, but he gives us an amazing reasons why we should love him. Not because he's after us, because we're bad, but because he loves us, because he's so good. Amen. So just to have a relationship to... To not just let him love us, but to love him. And I found this quote. Marshall Proust said this. The real act of discovery consists not in finding new lands. And I want you to know that I attest to this because I've been there. Thinking that I needed new lands... But he said, but it is in seeing with new eyes. Hallelujah. Amen. It's not another land that you need. It's not a change that you need. It's a new sight that will transform the land that you're in and that you have. Seeing with new eyes, and that's what I want to do this morning is help us. See with new eyes. Because a man is a product of his thoughts. And what his eyes see greatly influence what his mind thinks. For it says that as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. The good news this morning is that hope is a divine quality. Hope, and God wants to put and has come for that reason to put hope. Now may the God of hope fill you 
I want to help your hope today. I want to help my hope. And so we're going to talk about divine connectors. And I started this two weeks ago, but I want to narrow it down for something that you can capture. We kind of spoke more in broad strokes. Today we're going to bring it to more specific strokes. But connectors are pathways that open our awareness and accelerate our consciousness of God. That's the kind of connectors that we're talking about. Those things that illuminate God. Connections that stimulate the heart of God toward you. Remember, here was a world that was in chaos and sin and forgetting God and, and, and moved away from, from, from you know, the awesomeness of God and, and uh, 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 you know, the ways of God found in Genesis. The Bible says that all of society was extremely wicked and didn't have any God consciousness in it, but it was something in one man and his name was Noah. The Bible says that he, he was living right in his day and stimulated God toward him. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Destruction is on the mind of God. The plans have been set already in the heavenlies. The decree had went out and says, I'm just going to wipe mankind off from the face of the earth. The ones that I've made. It's over with. And then out of all that great crowd and mass of people, something stimulates the heart of God. One person. His name was Noah. Hallelujah. Let's look at some divine connectors, and the first ones, they are those connectors that God has initiated. The lines of communication have been broken. The, the, uh, the intimate fellowship, you know what I mean, has, has went ahead and, and uh, come to an end. The Garden of Eden. Beautiful place of fellowship with the God's created creatures. And the deceiver enters in and they follow his deception. And God says, at this point, I've got no choice, but I've got to just remove you from what I've made for you. Back then, God did, and I want to jump all the way up to what he did, which was the final one, and that is God initiated the connectors through the cross. Through the cross of Jesus Christ and through the blood of Jesus Christ. He initiated a connector to, to bring back the separation, to restore the broken line. 
It says in 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 5 that there's one God and there's one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. If there's anybody that you need to get into your life, and that is Jesus Christ. He is your connector to the creator and to the almighty and loving God. The cross is that connector for the lost, the broken, the soul that's in desperation. And there you find the glorious freedom. You begin to, on the pathway of divine purpose and fulfillment for your life. At the cross, the old song said, at the, when I first saw the light, and the, and the burden of my heart rolled away, it was there by faith I received my sight. And now I'm just happy all the day. It just changed your countenance. Jesus is your connector. The final one and the only one. You don't have to bring an offering, but of yourself. And that is not an offering to offer, you know what I mean, as some kind of uh, uh, penance. It is just brought to be a receiver and a believer of Jesus Christ. He that believeth in the Son hath life. He that believeth not in the Son does not have life. If you believe in the Son this morning, you are in a life arena. Now, you may not be experiencing all the life that is in him, but you're positioned in the right place. Genesis or Ephesians chapter 2 says, for he is our peace who has made both one and has broken down the middle, middle wall of separation. Abolished in his flesh the enmity. Those things that you couldn't keep up with. He's taken them out of the way and placed you. To reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross. For through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. We're talking about connectors. Why and how can I come to the Father. How can and why can I come to the throne of grace? Because of Jesus Christ. He says, You can come. You can come. Because He is the one that gives us the access. By that Spirit, because God is a Spirit. Now your body tags along. But the real connector is in your spirit. I think it's time. I need this one up there. It's time to just, to stop just carrying books that challenge us and start carrying the cross that changes us. Simple. It's the cross. It changes us. I mean, don't stop 
reading them, but carry something that changes you. So the cross, Jesus, and his precious blood is, the, is a divine-initiated connector. And then there's that word that called love, of which God is. The unselfish acts of kindness, it's, it's an acting and, and living, moving force in, in your life. God's love. And out of God's love, there's other aspects, but it's the greatest virtue of all, and it's also the greatest principle. Now abide of faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. If we apply love to every decision, if we apply love to every reason, my, it's the master key. Love is that master key. It ignites our emotions. It guides us in positive light. What should I do? How should I behave? How much should I give? Oh, we don't want that one. But it guides us in positive light. It brings meaning to our lives. It does, church, and that's why all of humanity is searching for love. You know? And in so many wrong ways and so many, so many things that, that, that they're unfulfilling because if you don't have God who is love, then all of the other loves take turns. And turns by means they get off track. They lose its holiness. That loses its purity. It loses, you know, its, its vision. But it's still, no matter how, you know what I mean, they turn it asunder, we must turn it back and not divorce ourselves from it. We must bring it into the likeness of God. There's the agape love, and it's doing everything possible for the sake of others. That's the kind of love, agape love. He's done everything possible for the sake of others. Then there's the eros love, which we're familiar with, too. And that is the love that is, you know, necessary for union. It is a love for union, but it is free of sinful passions. And then there's the filet on that is the friendship love. So it's a love of goodness, a love of friendship, and a love of union. The cross, Jesus Christ, the blood. Love is a connector. Let me read a scripture. Such a powerful force, it, it connects us immediately with the other side. 1 John 4, 17 says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And he who loves is born of God and 
knows God. Really, to live in divine love is really a spiritual life. It's a spiritual life. This kind of love looks for potential and rather than the problems. Verse 16 says that he who abides in love abides in God, and God is in him. Now I know it's a word that is tossed freely about in every category, in, in every arena. You can't deny love. Why would you want to deny love? Because love cannot violate him who is love. The very persona, the very nature. It's a selfish love if it denies or violates the nature of him who is love. Everything that we do in the name of God, we do for God. Everything just that, that, you know, kind of part of life. You know if it's right or wrong, but if it violates who God is. When love fills our life, miraculous things begin to happen. Love. I made a phone call, and I'm just going to tell you, show you a little bit how this it works. I, I hope I can anyway. Maybe it doesn't work for you that way, but it works for me. I, I made a phone call, and... Uh, I gave a a good report, you know, and I was actually I was calling to give a gift gift to somebody, and and uh, how they responded, you know what I mean, on the other end to the gift. The, the gift was quite generous, I thought. Yeah, well, I know it was, <laughs> you know what I mean. And I don't know if they were taken aback or whatever, but but anyway, I didn't think the the, the response was quite right, you know, and, and I didn't do anything during the conversation, but I, I got off the phone and I started to think. And right then and there, I had to make a decision if I was going to think that way or I was just going to say, I've just obeyed God and you know what I mean? And, and they don't, you know, I just got a, I caught them off guard. That's all happened. I caught them off guard. They're just, I left them speechless and I was looking for a speech. You see? <laughs> And so right there, you know what I mean? I could have I spoiled my whole morning. Love heals our emotions. Gives relief to the pain of loss. As John said that there's just no fear in love. Truth of the matter is, Jesus said... The scripture says that we not only need to be touched by him who is love, we need the touch of those 
who've been touched by love. First two commandments, thou shalt love the Lord thy God. This is a relationship commandment. You know what I mean? And your neighbor as yourself. I think there's too many people, they can accept the love of God, but they been, haven't been loved, you know what I mean, by those that are among them. And Jesus said, you know, this thing is so important that we really want to get the message out of who we belong to, you know, who we're followers of, and, and, and you know, that we're disciples of Jesus Christ. He said, you know, you're going to do it by making sure that love is a preeminent thing. See, love isn't just love that's between husbands and wives and immediate families and, you know. Connects us to the miraculous, the miracle things. Resurrection. If the church doesn't carry the evidence of eternity in the world, who's going to do it? You see, because if you have hope only in Christ in this life, you're of all men most miserable. The church needs to have, you know, an eternity perspective, an eternity equation. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more and exceeding an eternal weight in glory. The trouble that happens the persecution that takes place, you know what I mean? The down days that you may have, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? You may not see it, but the gold is piling up. And there's, we don't need a gold in heaven, but you understand. He says treasures. Maybe you've been wronged. And you've suffered for it. Life has been challenging and, you know, it's possible to even get to the point where you'd rather die than live. Scripture verifies that. The great prophet said that. It's just, just let me die, God. No, God doesn't want you to die. God wants you to, to grab a hold of the second mission that he's got for you. All the missions that you may have done yesterday, God says, I tell you what, I got a new one for you today. <laughs> Hallelujah. A new one for you today. We have to carry the evidence of eternity. Jesus said, because I live, you shall live also. We need a eternal perspective, but we need, you know what I mean, a temporal work ethic. That's not the right word I want. That we understand that we're not going to wait to eternity to work. The work is now, and eternity is the reward.
It changes the way you you view life and death. It just changes it. The resurrection gives an aliveness to life. 14 and 9 of John, because I live, you shall live also. The resurrection affirms every promise and empowers every life. Paul said, I want you to really comprehend what kind of power it is that Jesus released on your behalf and my behalf when he when he was raised from the dead. It's not a Christian novel, church. It's not just a feel-good story. It's the release of divine life. It's the divine connector. We're not just washed from our sins. We're not just covered by his blood. We are empowered by his power. Hallelujah. The same power that raised Christ from the dead dwell in you. He said it will quicken your mortal bodies. You felt it, I felt it, we know the difference. When it begins to quicken you, when it begins to quicken me, when I'm sitting here, you know what I mean? The thoughts of God just begin to run. The outlines begin to, you know what I mean? Make sense. Continuity begins to come to everything because, you know, woo! You're singing a song and all of a sudden... It comes alive because the Spirit has begun to quicken that mortal body. See, that's why sometimes you get a hallelujah over here. You don't want to praise the Lord over here. You know what I mean? And and maybe a little bit of excitement here and praise the Lord, you know, and amen. Oh, yes, you can... You can do it because it says to say amen, and you can do all those things, but every one of you know the difference. You're quickened. He says, that's the way I want it to be. And the dimension of it is, 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 you know, is of such power that it can raise the dead. And it is at work not only just to raise, you know, physical deadness and spiritual deadness, but it's giving eternal life. The difference between the resurrection of Lazarus and the resurrection of Jesus Christ is humongous. Lazarus was raised from the dead. I don't know how long he lived, but he died again. But when Jesus was raised from the dead, he didn't die again. He lives forever. We need to let things pass away that need to pass away. 
And we need to hold on to the things that will not pass away. Amen. Very strongly. The things that are temporal or things that are seen are temporal. You can see them. Okay, but remember, they can be gone. But what your faith sees, what your, what your faith perceives, the headlines that you read from the book, they're true. And they'll take you through. Not only the darkest hour, they'll take you through the valley of death. Then he said, the Holy Spirit, I don't know if I'm going to get into our side of the connectors this morning. Maybe I don't have to. Don't want to put any weight on you this morning, but not only have the cross and Jesus, the blood, not only have love and the resurrection, but he said, I'm going to give you the greatest connector, and that's the Holy Spirit. He's going to make it all work. Karen, you want to come? I'm not going to go any further. Come back. Sometime I'll talk about those things that you do to help connect. Divine connectors. So I'm gonna send the Holy Spirit and is my replacement. So just as much as you need to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you need to receive the Holy Spirit into your life. In my life, we do. The Holy Spirit. He's the, he's life's greatest comforter. It was Jesus that said, I'm going to pray the Father. And he's going to give you another helper. that he may abide with you forever. Just as Jesus was not just about spiritual things, the Holy Spirit is just not about the spiritual side of your life. The Holy Spirit is about life as a whole. It is. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. An empowerment. A guide, a comforter. It says that the kingdom is 
going to be all wrapped up in him. Excuse me. Romans 14, 17. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. God has went ahead and took the initiative to provide the divine connectors for salvation, for brotherhood, and for empowerment and living. It's he who went ahead and saw to it that there was a coin in the fish's mouth. And when we know that fish like worms, <laughs> not coins. It's the Holy Spirit that that can go ahead and bypass the natural laws. When Jesus turned the water into wine, he bypassed the natural laws. The natural law is that you have to plant, you have to garden, you have to grow, you have to harvest. You have to go through the labor of smashing them all and making them all. And Jesus went ahead and bypassed the natural laws. Because that's what he's doing today. He's stepping up the pace. He's speeding things up. It says in Amos that the time is going to come when God shortens the seasons and speeds up the seasons. He said to your planting time is going to reach to your harvest and your harvest is going to reach to your planting time. Basically, he's saying there's going to be very little downtime. Stand with me this morning. Oh, hallelujah. Doesn't make any difference if you're one or a hundred and none of us don't None of us are a hundred yet. He's taken the initiative to heal broken relationships. First of all, the broken relationship that we had and that people have with God. He extends his hand. Step to heal. When things are not going so well among people, 
broken down that middle wall of partition. It's not you and them. It's us. Somebody give the Lord a praise. It's not you and them. It's us. Amen. That's why God could, could. Amen, Brandon. That's why God just could, you know, give his life because he wasn't looking at him as them, but us. Because he said, let us make man in our own image and after our own likeness. He recognized And because sin tries to take away our identity and our connection with God, God has went ahead to bring back the connection. Beloved, now are you the sons of God? Pastor, I don't understand everything about the sons of God. I don't either. It does not yet appear what you shall be like, but we know when he shall appear, we shall be like him. He says, I, you don't know some things, but the one thing you do need to know this morning is that you're a son of God if you're a believer in Jesus Christ. Yes. If you went ahead and connected with the connector, he said, I'm the door. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Sometimes I say it's too simple. I want you to know that it also is amazingly powerful. This thing works in real life. It works in real life. It is not just designed for the preacher behind the pulpit or the missionary and the foreign fields. It's for the teacher in the school. For the carpenter that's building the homes. It's for the family that's trying to raise a godly family. It is. Amen. And it even works on the playground. (laughs) It does. Jesus said, come on. Come apart a little while. Let's rest a little while. Amen. It's not all work. God doesn't mind if you rest once in a while. Father, we thank you this morning that you have went ahead and initiated the connectors and we want, to, we want to receive them and believe them and be enlightened by them. Of who we are, what we are, and why we are. Father, I asked this morning that you would get the blessing that belongs to every house, that it will not be delayed, but that it might even be ahead of schedule, Father. Let the favor of God appear daily in the people's lives open clear up our eyesight give us better perspective 
and help us to read your headlines that you're alive. God bless in Jesus' name. God bless the food. God bless the fun. And God bless you. Thank you for listening to this message from Bible Center Church. For more information, you can find us online at www.biblectr.org. You can also connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash BibleCTR. Thank you.